I'm not into side by sides. I'm into. Now you're making it sound like it's dirty. I'm into side by sides. <laughs> that sounds. Jason, does that make you feel uncomfortable? It sounds. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here. You don't have your own side by side, which it sounds like that's what you're looking for. That's true. <laughs> so. Oh, One of the things that we we've talked about in doing this is, hey, what are we doing? Like, you know, why are we doing it? All that stuff. So I wanted to give you guys a chance to really introduce ourselves. So uh, just to kind of talk about ourselves. So how do we decide um, who goes first? I, I was here first. So by that virtue, I should go first. But <laughs> because I do tend to oldest brother, you guys, it's probably better if I let one of you go before me. Wait, what am I doing? Well, I think we should introduce ourselves to the audience, Jason. I mean, it's highly unlikely that someone will listen to our first episode and know who the hell we are or anything like that. So why don't we take a bit and kind of introduce ourselves a little bit and, and introduce them to the podcast? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, my name is Jason. I am your youngest brother, and I have two nieces, and I this love sounds- them very much. This sounds what? very AI generated, it, by the way. What? No, no, no. I was not. I, I was not. No, that's my voice. That's my voice. Uh, but kidding aside, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. I've got uh, uh, such lovely princesses. I've got you guys as well. And mm-hmm. uh, we've got amazing parents and people around us that, you know, support us through stuff like this. And I, I'm fortunate. I have a great career. Um, if anyone that I work with is listening to this, uh, there is no connection that I have <laughs> financially or otherwise, uh, to the outcome of the company I work for, but, uh, but I love what I do. And, um, a part of the benefit is, is I get to travel, um, a sizable amount and yeah. I get to see some places that, um, and spend time across the country that a lot of people oftentimes don't get to go spend more than 36 hours in. It's like right. I could be there for a week. So it's nice. You also too, like Jeff and I are very incredibly well spoken and organized, which for a lot of people can be a little bit, not disarming, but just, oh, kind of a, a you know, change of pace. And that probably comes from you also did speech and debate, but you focused on in, in, in our childhood growing up um, drama more than Jeff. Did you do drama too? I can't remember. I did. I was a, a winner of a one act play. Uh, I've, I've got some recognition, but I don't want to. I don't want to dust off those trophies and medals just yet. I want to. <laughs> to, to hey to, guys, this is my intro. I'm I, sorry. I don't know how oh, the f- excuse my language. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> hey, by the way, talk about drama. I mean, that's some. Hey, how yeah. in the bleep to bleep bleep bleep? Yeah. Um, so you're right. I did like you guys speech and debate. And like Jeff, I also took an interest in theater. Mm-hmm. And like Jeff, uh, I have won a decent amount of awards. But celebrating a high school award when you're a near 39-year-old male seems like maybe yeah. you should just let her go. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I took a big interest in it. And I remember Jeff gave me probably the best encouragement, which is, hey, when you can be successful in, in this particular side of things, you can do anything. And yeah. I, I've sort of lived that that value. You know, we grew up just outside of Houston. And so one of the things that's kind of 
kind of tough to, to, to get rid of is an accent. So you learn how to navigate, I would say, uh, spoken word better. Mm. You learn how to navigate challenging uh, uh, logical situations uh, mm-hmm. from, from a word perspective, from a verbal perspective, quite easily if you've got uh, the ability to sort of practice at it. And that's what I like the most about speech and debate is you always had the ability to practice. And mm. I think a lot of my sales career um, benefited from it. I think a lot of my more interpersonal relationships greatly benefited from it. And I think it's easier to be around people Mm -hmm. when you have an idea of why you want to be around them versus just hanging around them. And something like Mm -hmm. speech to debate, you know, creates that level of, of purposeful thought. Uh, And so it, it unfortunately makes you sound smarter than you are. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Jason, you, you said it before. I think it's important to, to, to go back to this. You said one of the things that we all learned was as kids, as young adults, we learned how to talk to adults because that's part of what speech and debate and theater and, and some of the other things that we were involved with. And it doesn't necessarily have to be those things. It can be, it can be sports. It can be pure academics. There's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities. So we're very fortunate that at a fairly early age, we were able to learn how to, to talk to, to folks that way. Funny enough, uh, James, Jason now works with someone who uh, was one of our classmates who I took on a date in high school. Really? Um, yep. Uh, I will not say her name. She's a, she's a She was a, a, a lovely young woman then. I'm sure she's a great person now. But Jason is now working, I guess, indirectly, right? She works in another part of the country, but Correct. works with Jason. And Jason told me that she remembered that the Chili's and the movie, I don't remember which came first, was just okay, which is fine. And I appreciate that. Oh. Jason also said that she thinks that he is funnier than I am. And I hmm. told him that I agree. He is funnier than I am, but I am much better looking much, much yeah. better looking. Yep. So. It is true. Um, she did say I was funnier yeah. and, uh, yeah, she, again, it, it is, it was pretty remarkable circumstances because my boss had asked me, he said, didn't you go to Lamar consolidated? And I went, that's a very specific question <laughs> right. about my high school. And I realized one of the other directors, uh, I work with, uh, district managers, he actually graduated from Kempner in wow. 95. So Jeff, wow. you and him are in that same sort of yeah, age that's bracket. another Houston, Houston area school, right? But yeah. to grow up two towns over or one town over essentially right. from Kempner is, yeah. is pretty remarkable. Um, and, and he said, you know, I think somebody, and he mentioned the person's name yeah. also graduated from Lamar and he said her maiden name. And I immediately knew, Oh my God, her dad was a principal. Yes. <laughs> and, and, I also remember um, that uh, Jeff, you and James have both had Mr. Cooper, uh, who mm-hmm. was one of the greatest, I would say, um, uh, uh, purveyors of thought yeah, uh, right. in all years of education. I remember yeah. I never was part of his class, but mm-hmm. he was always a guy that say, hey, it's OK to challenge the status quo. Absolutely. Hey, it's OK to look into literature as an example and yeah. not as like a fictionary act. Hey, it's okay to do this and, and, you know, think about what people's timelines reflect in the writing that they give. 
Yeah, by the way, very, yeah. Top five teachers all time I've ever had in my academic wow. career. That's mm-hmm. how impressive Mr. Cooper is, was. Yeah. And, and that was the thing is he directly got into confrontations with said principal because he had this sort of urge to fight authority. Right. And, and there was a sign, Jeff, that Mr. Cooper had above his door. Do you remember what it, what it said? I don't remember. I don't remember either, but this person did mention it and her father, the principal had a problem with said sign Uh, because it was almost as if, Hey, you're teaching these goddamn hippies in this school. You need to get them out of here. Like, (laughs) but he can't say it because he's a principal. He's a very respectful man. Sure. Um, Sure. And, but I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he's just one of those people that's misunderstood and looks after the, the overall greater good and the cultivation of his students. Right. So, it, it's remarkable that this person uh, is someone mm-hmm. who runs an entire sales organization for the place I work. And right. I'm That's wild. very proud yeah. to work alongside her yeah. and very proud to, um, to really have her still call me the funniest brother. So sorry, Jeff. Yeah. No, <laughs> Hey, look, I am, I am, I am, uh, uh, as we've, we've done this now thinking about this and working on this together, I'm incredibly proud uh, to do this with you guys. And I think, um, it, you know, and this is going to sound a little bit sappy, so bear with me. We're just a few uh, kids from a small town outside of Houston. Mm-hmm. They grew up very middle class. We were very fortunate, you know, um, raised by two great parents uh, and then have the blessing of getting a stepmom who is amazing. And so we're very, very lucky in spite of I would say fairly humble, not certainly not uh, poverty at all, but in very, very humble beginnings. Uh, I really yeah. am proud and and thankful that you guys, we've all gotten to do do a lot. And so, and, and Jason, to your point, that unnamed classmate who I did go on at least one date with, possibly two, but I think it was only one. Just one. Um, just one. She was very and, clear about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hold on a second. As my as my ego just falls through the floor. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you can like, see I'll, right here yeah, where yeah. his heart breaks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Simpsons. You can pinpoint exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That was amazing, Jason. Yeah. I'm passionate around a couple things. Baseball being one of them. I love records. Um, I think bourbon's pretty groovy. Mm-hmm. And then I've uh, been in technology sales for about a decade. Prior to that, sold motorcycles. And prior to that, sold all sorts of consumer electronics. So if you got a bad okay. iPod, it was not <laughs> okay. my fault. Um, I see. I see. What if my my throttle is sticking on my side-by-side? You're not calling me from a phone. You're calling me from heaven. <laughs> Oh, wow. Sorry. Is that what happens if the throttle's <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, wow. they, they have a little mind of their own. And and oh, by okay. the way, most people's safety equipment on a side-by-side is a backwards hat and a pair of goggles. So, mm. What's a side-by-side? Is it technology-related? You don't know what a side-by-side is? Is it a, is it a modem? 
Playing dumb no. does not suit you. I well. really don't know what I really don't know what a what a yeah. side by side so is. I don't a, know. So James, a side by side is like the evolution of a four wheel a four by four. So like a four wheeler. So do you know how like one person can sit on one four wheeler? Right, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless someone sits behind. A side by side is a four wheel utility vehicle, but okay, they usually have like two seats. They also have two row side by sides. Think like oh. Um, like it's a Polaris thing? Yeah, exactly. 100% a Polaris type thing. Yep. Okay. So, well, I didn't know. So when, I was th- I was trying to relate it to when Jason was working in technology. I I didn't relate it to when he was working at um the motorcycle place. I thought it was a modem. Yeah, that's um uh, no problem. That's understandable. <laughs> James the the motorized stuff never really interested you too much, I would say. Generally, not that you're not that you're disinterested in, in any of it. Mm-hmm. It's just not a it's not in your top five. Uh, maybe it's in your top 10, yeah. but probably not even in your top five of interest, right? When we would all go to the auto show as a family, you all were mm-hmm. very enamored with like engines and, you know, let's take a look at the new models. And I was like, let's take a look at the brochure. So my bag was always full of like the marketing stuff. And it makes sense because I ended up going into marketing um, and now I'm in healthcare as well. So, but I'm not into side by sides. I'm into. Now you're making it sound like it's dirty. I'm into side by sides. <laughs> that sounds. Jason, does that make you feel uncomfortable? It sounds. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here. It sounds inappropriate. So I was yeah. letting him go. All right. You cannot interrupt a chef while he's cooking. Don't, don't say side by side like that ever again. It makes me really uncomfortable. Why? Um, it's just weird. Side by side. Just cruising for side by sides. <laughs> nope. Nope. Cruising nope. is also not allowed. That means other things too. <laughs> so we are not talking about cruising or side by sides. Now. To listeners, James is single. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much. I don't have a family. If this is our, well, you have a family. You have us, but but, (laughs) I mean, you don't. Yeah, you don't have your own side by side, which it sounds like that's what you're looking for. That's true. um, (laughs) So, uh, uh, James, I'm a little bit nervous in letting you bring it home. (laughs) Um, And to be fair, you are the middle child, which means just by hook or by crook. You got to uh-huh. go next because I, I want to. All right. I'll uh, I'll bring it home. So James, why don't you tell the three yeah. listeners that have made it through the first part of this introduction? <laughs> come hop, come hop next to me on the side by side, and we'll we'll go for a cruise, and I'll tell you a little bit more about um, me, James, wow. E B. Um, that was my, oh my AOL God. username actually. Um, it's also my still pickup line. Social it chat is. It is. Circles. Yep, it's true. I still use James E B. Um, and it does, it's not as relevant now because I'm in healthcare. Um, I've actually uh, been in healthcare and marketing uh, since I moved to Minnesota. I've been here for almost 20 years, but I was born and raised with Jason awesome. and Jeff in Texas as well. And I'm big into um, art and music and like pop culture and audio, video, editing, basically anything under the sun. I'm I'm very early adopter. Um from a kind of consumer perspective, but, uh, yeah, I, am a big believer in dorky hobbies like, uh, cycling and, you know, James, Jason mentioned, you know, uh, obviously our nieces, you know, our sister-in-law mm-hmm. technology, um, motorized stuff, you know, uh, records, 
he's got a variety of kind of hobbies and interests. You mentioned the same, but where, at least for the two of you, where do you think that your guys' interests, your mutual interests, um, kind of lie? So what's where, where do they intersect? What do you two have in common? Yeah, it's a good question. What do you think, Jason? I don't know. I would say I think music. Yeah, maybe music, but I would even say like as adults, I think that what we realize is the things that overlapped when we were kids, the things that we thought funny growing up, still continue to overlap to this day. So mm-hmm. I mean, any no shortage of my favorite movie is Short Circuit, and that's should be obvious to anybody who's listened to me so far. Number Johnny Five is literally one of my favorites, and I think even Jason, uh, to your point, like we still nerd out about eighties nostalgia, but I'm big into all those sorts of things. And so we can usually finish each other's sentences and uh, do um, impressions of other people. I think the biggest thing we nerded out and fingers crossed this, by the time we release this, that Jimmy Carter is still alive, but Jimmy Carter be, is literal is a literal vampire at this point, but that would be the biggest thing we've nerded out and kind of had similar things as adults. Okay. Just Jimmy Carter being a vampire and uh, living in the backwoods of Arkansas or Georgia or wherever he lives. I'm guessing Arkansas, Georgia, but this is all, uh, yeah, this is all going to get edited out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or not, or we may leave it in. So that way America knows that you don't know where our yeah. oldest living ex-president is from, even though that's yeah. kind of part of his definition. So, okay, that's fair. It was, it was really, it was really the basis of puns. We could make each other laugh with puns and just silly stuff. So Jason, when you said you're a bourbon fan, I was thinking your ideal job would be at bourbon outfitters would be hilarious because it's totally oh, your alley. Shit. You did not <laughs> say that. Well, you did not um, say yeah. that. that. Bourbon outfitters. So Jason, I know we've talked about this uh, offline before. And as we think about kind of the, the genesis of this podcast, James fairly frequently throws puns in. And so I think we've talked about a penalty. So we may charge him something. We can still yes. walk through that in the mechanics. But before we get too strict on a definition, was him saying bourbon outfitters, is that a penalty? Is that a is that a it's pun a or pun. is that just no. a clever not a it's not a pun, right? Right. Okay. It's a, it's a clever entendre is what it actually is. Yeah, it's clever. It's got to got to applaud him. You have to take away my pun abilities before I get drunk with power. Okay. <sighs> Stop whining. Wow. Oh wow. Again, no, that's a that's a the, that's a kindergarten cop just, pun. Put put a cork in it. All right. I'm, I've had yeah. enough. Wow. <laughs> For the for the two listeners who have not uh, who have not violently slammed down. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. We're uh, Dad. If you're still on, we still love you. Uh, we're sorry for for James's puns, and, and you're not crying of laughter. <laughs> yeah, and Jason, you you kind of threw your hat in the ring with a pun there too. I think when you said about put a cork in, I did. I think I need to keep my eye on both of you. With that in mind, let me uh, let me bring home the the who we are because clearly, as the oldest, I am mm-hmm. uh, a leader in many many ways. Not the least of which is doing my best to try and make you two laugh. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I felt like, as a kid, oftentimes trying to make you laugh may have been at my own expense. So, I will say that. Um, oh wait. We, we missed something. Uh, 
James, did you say that you still live in the Twin Cities? You yep, did, I'm right? in uh, Minneapolis for sure. Okay. Maybe I tune that out. I, I don't always pay attention to what you guys are saying. Um, mm. I guess that's one of the <laughs> one of the perks of being the oldest. So what? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Um, my name is Jeff, but not. Oh, I sounded like the my name is Jeff. I, I really don't want to pay a royalty to those guys. And by the way, while we're talking about that, I had never seen that movie. And so mm. I met. I met a new coworker one time and so I introduced myself and they said, my name is Jeff. And I was like, what? And I thought they were making fun of me, but then, then I saw the clip. I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty funny, but, but I didn't know what it was because I hadn't seen the movie. And so, uh, so my name is Jeff and uh, I live in Texas. So not in Houston where we all grew up, but in Mm -hmm. Dallas where I went to school and started working. And uh, so, yeah, my wife and I live in uh, Texas and Dallas. After uh, meeting and living in Southern California for a long time, we moved to Texas a few years ago. Like Jason, I am in technology. Um, Unlike Jason, I am not on the sales side. Um, Mm. I have a lot of different roles, but Really, what I've been very, very lucky to do is spend 20 plus years uh, related to automotive retail, either in Mm -hmm. direct automotive retail uh, or now for a software company that supports automotive retailers. Oh, is that what you do? I'm I'm just kidding. Well, it's yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit vague. But um, but generally, generally what I do is is kind of support our our team and our customers but uh, with helping them buy and sell cars but when it comes to kind of my interests and i think where they intersect with the two of you um, music is definitely a common thread uh, that we all have you know I, i go back to our mom and dad listening to a variety of music styles everything from motown to you know hard rock um, you know, uh, some country, um, uh, a little bit of everything, certainly. Um, I don't think there was any genre, maybe polka, but no genre besides polka that I remember that was like, that we didn't listen to. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so I feel really fortunate that all three of us have a, a love for music. Um, and so, and James, even though I'm not as talented as a musician as you are, Certainly, Mm -hmm. Jason and I both got to play brass instruments, um, me only for one year, but um, but I did play the trombone in sixth grade um, and I wasn't great at it. I'll be honest, um, but but it was fun. Oh, yeah. that You know what? If we if we had the budget for sound effects, um, we should add a very sad trombone womp womp. That's very good. So. Yeah, so I think the music is common thread. Technology certainly in in mm-hmm. different aspects, you know, because dad worked for Texas Instruments for Oh yeah. at least most of my kind of early uh childhood through high school and then for you guys mm-hmm. uh even when he left uh, TI, he still stayed in the tech space with Seagate and and some other companies. So, I think we definitely all have music and tech in common and though uh, and James, even though you're not like super, super into um, uh, motorized stuff, generally, mm-hmm. 
I think, like Jason and I are and, and Dad are. I do think that the information thing you talked about getting all the brochures from the auto show, you know, I have vivid yeah. memories of the three of us going to the auto show in Houston every single year, getting all those brochures and kind of processing the information as much as we can. And so I still attribute a lot of my career success in the mm -hmm. last, you know, 20 plus years to those kind of uh, core memories of, of doing that and craving information. I also yeah. do remember uh, which we should discuss at some point in the future when we lost Jason at the auto show. But that that's a that's a story for another day. Um, that requires its own podcast. It totally does. Well, that was one of the things I, I mean, just even just speaking candidly, I just really am looking forward to this, you know, and I have been really excited by the conversations we've had so far because every time we connect is an opportunity for us to get to know each other and to just like be able to, you know, not dish, but just find out where those parallels exist. With that in mind, and, and then Jason, I want your take on it as well. If if you had a, a you know, someone that asks you, a coworker or a friend or family member or whatever, hey, what is this about? So James, you kind of started talking about it, but what do you think this podcast is about for a layperson? James or me? Oh wait, I'm James. You, you are you are James. Um, unless you're having <laughs> some kind James. of out of body experience um, that we don't know about. Um, so. No, like what's what's it about? I mean, yeah, like what's it about? Like what would it's kind of reflecting on, you know, now that we're adults and like we're in different places, like individually coming together and being able to bond over the things that we liked and the things that we're learning in life and also the things that make us laugh. That's basically what I see it as an opportunity to do that. Jason, you have a, a hot take on that or it's not really that that different from what James mentioned. I don't know. We, we kind of think somewhat similarly as brothers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Until we're super opinionated, but I don't really have a big opinion on the matter. Jeff, what do you think? I've shared this before with you guys offline, and we may have even shared it in an episode or two. It's really, really important to me, especially with the three of us being in kind of different stages of our lives, uh, mm -hmm. literally different states um, for us to stay connected. And although I'm super jealous um, slash thankful um, that I didn't have to, or didn't get to live with either of you as adults. <laughs> I am jealous of that in some ways, but also mm -hmm. again, equally thankful, um, that, you know, that, that opportunity that you guys had to stay connected after, you know, we all kind of graduated high school and, and went on about our lives. You guys have a unique connection that I don't share with you. Um, yeah. and so in that, you know, I wanted to make sure that as we, can continue to grow um, and live our, our individual, but also shared lives that we're, we're connected. So for me, this is just about like, Hey, if, if I can get on the phone with you two and, yeah. and make you laugh, or in some cases, try really hard to make you laugh and be unsuccessful. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. I, I, that to me is the, that's the joy is, is spending time with you two and yeah. uh, not with you two, the band, although Bono, the edge, I mean, I'm sure would be amazing. Um, but spending time with the two of you, maybe I'll word it differently is, uh, is really <laughs> important to me. 
especially because we all have a lot of stuff going on between our our jobs and our families and and different things like that and our collective families. So so I think that's really important is just a connection with you two. And um, if along the way we can make some other people laugh, um, yeah, you know, I I, I don't. I don't anticipate that we will that we will shatter any kind of uh, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know that people will learn a ton from us. Hey, if they do, mm-hmm. even better. Um, that's not the direct uh, you know intent of this, but I do think we can make some people laugh. I look so. at kind of what we go through. I want to add in at least on that is the the connective experiences that we've had as adults because we've lived three separate adult lives, but we're making an intentional to mm-hmm. sort of bridge back together to a time when we all were forced to live in the same household. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to think Jeff, this is 27 years ago is wow. the last time you and I lived together. Right. A long time. And oh, yeah. what's happened over quarter, 27 quarter years of a century. Is, quarter of a century exactly and when you when you think about it then that sort of math about how from 18 to now where you're at in life and the things that you've done and things that you've accomplished the and and you know conversely what i've been able to accomplish in that particular amount of time um and you know james same sort of thing Mm -hmm. right it's been uh, a remarkable amount of time and yeah although you know james and i live together you still got to go back uh, what 15 years right. from when we lived together. So a good like halfway sector to saying, man, like you guys are, are intentionally trying to get back. I think I look at a lot of the examples we've had around us with uh, uh, dad, uncle Bill, uh, auntie Nancy mm-hmm. and uncle Ken. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how the four of them have still maintained to be siblings, be cordial, mm-hmm. sometimes be more right. invested in each other as individuals and each other as a group, um, all for the sake of themselves. Um, Jeff, you know, to, to call back, you, you, you made very interesting comments around 15, 16 years ago to me, um, around the power and strength of siblings about how we have to sort of look after each other because we're really all we have. Mm. And, yeah. and your example was grandpa, um, talking about his siblings mm-hmm. and having lost, you know, uh, one of his brothers who he was super close to and, mm-hmm. um, the certain things that they maybe didn't get to experience, but also the things that they did get to experience because they maintain a closeness as they, you know, left, both left the service and got back mm-hmm. to sort of build a life. Um, and it's stuff like that, that makes this more impactful than just like, Oh, you guys are three brothers telling fart jokes. It's not our intention. No, Right. right. We, we're not those impractical joker um, type of people. We're not going to like wow you with sight gags and bullshit. Like we want people to be invested in. That's such a great name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Sight gags and bullshit. That would be an amazing. Man. Oh, yeah. Subtitled or something. Oh, man. <laughs> Guess we're changing the name of Three Ring Circus Maximus to sight gags and bullshit. And be like, this is this is not side gags. This is all bullshit. Yeah, we say it in the title. Yeah, what do you want to do?
But there's something, what you were saying, Jason, because it's also too, like, yes, we're brothers and we are close, but there's something interesting. We each have our own interesting perspectives. And so I don't think that like, I'm not always going to be the nerdy one. Jeff, you're going to nerd out about cars. Jason, you're going to nerd out about technology. So there's going to be aspects of, you know, people that hopefully find comfort in, oh my gosh, like these are three brothers. I've had those sibling relationships before, but also too, for people who haven't had the chance for having that familial discourse, um, you know, we're not going to hear, we're not going to whine about each other. And like, if anything, we're just going to reflect and laugh and like, you know, oh, like this is something that neat that maybe you didn't know about this, Jason and Jeff. Like, I feel we're going to bring a lot of kind of interesting dynamics to this as adults that, you know, as kids, it's like you just move on to the next thing. And and now we have at least the benefit of going through and reflecting on the lives that we're living separately. But, you know, potentially it grows into um, this connection that we can kind of nurture and, and develop into an audience of people who are like, oh, I totally get it when, you know, James, you told this funny story or Jeff, you were relating this, you know, like hilarious, you know, situation or something like that. So that's what I look forward to the most is, and it just makes the bond stronger. Um, and not to be like maudlin or cheesy about it, but it's like, it's fun talking with both of you. You, 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 you both, you know, put smiles on my faces. And so it's very, um, not to be self-serving, but it's very much like a sort of like when I, when we're done recording, I listen and I'm like, oh man, like I felt like, like it, this is, this was a salve or a balm for my identity. You know, it makes me feel more like myself. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, so no wacky voices from me necessarily, but, um, I have lots of funny stuff to tell you a lot of stuff that neither of you know about. So that's what I'm looking forward to. James, you, you said it, that we each have our, our moments to kind of nerd out. Right. And I right. definitely agree with that. I will say though, at the same time, you are the nerdiest of the three of us. And so, or the most oh, yeah. nerdy, I'm not sure what the right phrasing is. So now I will, I will, I will give you that. And Jason, I've, I've long, given you the title of the best looking, right? The most handsomest, mm. uh, the most mm -hmm. suave, because I want to be the smartest. So if I'm the <laughs> smartest, James, if you're the nerdiest and Jason, you're the best looking, I think between the three of us, we can almost make a complete human between the three oh, of us. Oh my gosh. And it will be named Joseph. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's a, we, got, we went biblical <laughs> there for a second. Um, so what I was going to say, though, to kind of wrap all that up with a bow, and thank you both for, for sharing yeah. you know, about yourselves and, and, and how this makes you feel and what you're thinking about. I'm really excited to, to do this with you, too. I, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, this is also why this conversation needs to continue and why I think we get so much out of it is because I have no recollection of a lot of my time actually in high school. Some of it was a blur. I had Mr. Cooper for, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. James, <laughs> James sniffed a lot of glue in high school. No, like, no, no. A lot, a lot, of, a lot. A lot they, of glue. They walked into my classroom and they said, where the yeah. hell's the glue? And I was like, what are you yeah, talking where, about? Where's the, <laughs> no, we, we shouldn't joke. By the way, people who huff. Uh, uh, that's a bad, that's a really bad thing. So we shouldn't make, feels like I'm walking on sunshine, <laughs> but, uh, okay. James, but, sorry, go ahead. But you and Jason got to graduate from Lamar and I yes. didn't, I left actually, I only got Mr. Cooper for a half year and I, okay. he was pivotal, but it was also like pivotal to like, why are you, why do you want to leave James? So it was yeah. kind of influential that way. So I, I've, I've blurred out a lot of that high school and even like, you know, childhood memory so that's why it's yeah. helpful jason for you to have 
not just been there most recently, but also the the three of us sharing. The no, this is great. I've got one more thing for you guys. I do need to share one quick Mr. Cooper story that was amazing. I remember football practice. This was early morning football practice. Um, randomly enough, near our school, there was a gunsmith. So again, small town outside of Houston. Hmm. It would make sense that there's like a gunsmith, a taxidermy, all that stuff. So I remember one morning we're, uh, you know, doing like football practice. And I look and I see Mr. Cooper walking down the road, like from this neighborhood outside our school, walking through like the center road, the main road that went into the school campus. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that's kind of weird because, you know, he he has a car, all these things. And so I uh, I asked him in English class that day, I said, uh, I said, hey, Mr. Cooper, wh- why were you walking this morning? He's like, oh, he's like, funny story. So he was a, a hunter and a fisherman. So that weekend, um, so I remember, I think it was a Monday, that weekend he had gone hunting and he had a shotgun where one of the shells uh, discharged, but the other one didn't, but it got jammed. Oh. So he has live, he had live, however it was, he had live ammunition in his car in a in a in a in a gun in a gun that was again live and you know he's he's uh you know a seasoned hunter whatever he wasn't able to to like i guess breach you know he wasn't able to get the semi live whatever he wasn't able to get the shell out right oh my and gosh that's, that's not a euphemism for get the hell out he wasn't able to get the shell out so so he said he had to drive and he lived probably I don't know, 30 minutes or so from our, our outside oh, really? of our small town. 20 so he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So he said, he said, uh, and I think he may have called me Jeff or maybe he called me Bittencourt as the oldest. I, I probably got, I probably got my first name. You guys were probably just Bittencourt. But, um, but he said, Jeff, he's like, there is nothing more white knuckle than driving a car with a gun with live ammunition oh that can discharge at any time. And so he said, I'm driving, waiting to hit a bump and get shot in the back or, or because he said the way that he pointed the gun, like he didn't have it on his gun rack. Like he had it secured in the back seat, but, but what's the, do you point it sideways? So like, yeah. if you do hit a bump, do you blow out the side of your, your truck and, yeah. and hit some innocent passenger or passerby or whatever. So anyway, yeah. so wow. he said, thankfully, you know, he drove the truck white knuckle with the gun, with the live, you know, et cetera. And so he just left the truck at the gunsmith and let the gunsmith who, you know, that's, I mean, um, what those folks do, they are dealing with, you know, really dangerous stuff like that. So anyways, mm-hmm. so that's my, that's one of my favorite Mr. Cooper stories is the idea that, you know, he's driving to work <laughs> with a, with a loaded shotgun, uh, with live, you know, behind him. He also loved Ansel Adams. And yeah. so we will all forever, I think, have a connection to Ansel Adams and just photography art in general because of Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Cause he had, he had Ansel Adams prints all over his office and yeah. could tell the, Tell the stories. Really, really amazing. Have we all been to Yosemite? You've been, Jeff. Have you? Uh, and, yep, long time ago. That's with Half Moon or Half Dome. Yep, or what's Half the, Dome. Yeah, Jason, Half you Dome. went, right? Have you no. been to Yosemite before? Never. Okay. But you, but you live in nature. Like you're in Colorado, so you're in. I live in the great state of Colorado. Oh gosh, I'm going to edit that right there. <laughs> Just randomly I'm, put it in. But AI I am part. from 
Outside of Houston, Texas. There you go. There you go. And Jason, that's what you can do with our voice. And I spent some time in Minnesota. Yeah. Good time. Doing voices on the radio, which I want to applaud you for. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's good. Only almost got arrested once. It's great. (laughs) I remember that too. I saw the video. (laughs) That sounds weird to say it that way, but yes. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) To be fair, it was a it was a, a Colorado, Colorado a Minnesota State Patrol officer, and uh, we were impeding the flow of traffic. I'll just mm-hmm. say it that way. Hey, um, you boys, you need to uh, get off the. Uh, I, I actually. Hey, where's the closest the ice house? Where's the yeah. closest fish house? Get on the lake. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a riff after Randy Moss got traded to the Oakland Raiders at that time. Mm. Now the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. playing in Allegiant Stadium. Where, yeah, yes, fun, fun, fun. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, so I spent some time um, kind of living an interesting life. And then uh, my occupation brought me out here yeah, for yeah. the better part of 10 years. So it's been, it's been great. This place is, is, is home to a point. But, you know, much like you guys, we uh, have this really uh, nice way of being semi-nomadic. And mm-hmm. making the most out of our situations, regardless of where we're at. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It's a very unique standard for, for us. It's a very unique standard for a lot of people as I can't go a lot of places and, and experience life. But the three of us have been able to do it, right? Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty fun. 